Blog Talk Radio. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what you need. is the one boy, a.k.a. DJ Rabbit, representing Rabbit Productions, hanging out chilling with my girl, Cy Buggy. That's right, Cy Brown on politicsremix.com. Say word. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Cy Brown, coming at you this Tuesday. We're talking a little bit of politics. We're talking a little bit of pop culture. Uh, just to give a couple quick updates, I have a guest I'm going to bring on the line in a moment. His name is Sherrod, just a friend of mine who I've known for a minute, so I'm going to swing him in in a moment. But before I do that, just want to get into a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of what's going on real quickly in the news. I don't want to keep Sherrod holding too long. Just to sum up what we talked about yesterday, I mean, Bernie Madoff got 150 years. You know, I'm in the New York City market. And well, New York City media market, I should say, meaning that everything that's going on in New York, uh, you know, I, that's that's right in our backyard. And <clears throat> one thing that saddened me about this whole Madoff situation, you know, get it, Madoff, he made off with people's money. <laughs> Maybe that was a tasteless joke, but I saw people relishing, if that's the if that's the correct terminology, to use that this man got 150 years. And then on the cover of the New York Post newspaper, um, it led in with Jacko's last dance two days before death and then also bye-bye Bernie. So it's like people, I mean, I know a lot of people have um, have been burned, so to speak, by what went on with Madoff and, 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 his, and his alleged Ponzi, well, not alleged, now he's a convicted felon, but you know what he did. But, you know, to see people smiling and taking joy, I, you know what, I can't really vibe off of that. I, I really don't, I don't, I don't get my kicks off of that because this is still a man who's, who's severely broken. You know, he, he, he did bad things to people, really bad things to people. But I just can't see, you know, taking joy in that. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, talk a little bit about uh, politics, you know, Obama's energy plan. So we're going to be together for a while, but on that note, let me bring in my guest. I'm going to bring him in in a second. What's up, Brother Thomas? Oh, wait, hold on. There we go. All right, I got you. You there? Yes, I am here. <laughs> it's a shame I have to do a show for us to finally talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been going back and forth on uh, on Facebook and like, hey, what's going on? What's your church doing? What's up? Blah, blah, blah. And in order for us to have a conversation, we got to do it on the air. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. What's going on with you? Talk to me. Let's let you know you you're in New York with me. You're right in Queens, so you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I know you have some opinions about a whole bunch of things, but you know, even on that note, talk to me. Um, you know about what's going on with you. I'm just happy to talk to you for real, for real. <laughs> things are well. Um, you know, I've recently been a part of, over the last six months, a part of a program called DeVos Urban Leadership Initiative, which is 10 Ooh. youth leaders in New York City, which was picked by the DeVos family um, oh. to go away for different trainings on youth ministry. Um, this is a powerful experience. 
It's one that not it doesn't necessarily teach you how to be a youth minister, but it teaches you how to deal with the stress of of dealing with inner city kids from a global perspective. Um, really? Looking at communities, looking at various um, communities and their backgrounds and the trends in various communities, and also looking at young people and what are different trends within young people's lives. Um, that we can kind of tap into and also look at how we handle the stress and the behaviors uh, that deal with our young people, but also teaching us balance and how do you maintain balance in our own ministry lives. Talk to me a little bit about how it affects the kid. I didn't even know. See, this. Uh, I didn't even know this. So I'm happy we are talking. I am happy that we, we connected on Facebook. Talk to me a little bit about how it actually affects the kids. Um, it gives us youth leaders opportunity to go away, look at our youth ministries, those that are from prominent churches and those that are from smaller churches, and it gives us an opportunity to learn uh, and develop a breakthrough plan on how to work with our young people and putting, uh, empowering them, but also putting us in a place of interdependence where we now work with other churches to bring all our young people together. I think sometimes what we have in ministry is we try to do so much by ourselves, and we don't really look at the resources that are surrounding us. And the more collaborative efforts we have, the better off we are. Yeah, I totally, I, 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 I totally agree with you. And, and a lot of times, one of the reasons I particularly was in youth ministry is because I couldn't deal, I had a very difficult time dealing with the goings-on in ministry across the board. And I always felt, you know, dealing with young people is a little more genuine, it's a little more pure. And also dealing with young people, it allowed me to cross denominational lines in a safe way. Right. Because, and you and I have actually talked about that in the past. Your church had a marvelous event. I believe it was last year I came out there. Um, when you deal with young people, and this is my belief, when you deal with young people, denomination doesn't matter. And I don't understand how when you're dealing with young people, it's just like, well, we have to reach the young people, whether it's being politically aware, whether it's being socially aware, whether it's trying to get them to vote, whether it's trying to prevent teen pregnancy, whether it's trying to prevent gang violence, whatever it is, as long as it's with children, we're good. But then the minute it touches on, um, like, adults, or you start segueing into adults, it's almost as though it's like, whoa, you know, the, the, the wall goes up. Did you did you come across that, or did you just or did you just choose children or young people because that's your passion? I chose youth ministry because it is my passion. Mm -hmm. But even working in youth ministry, I've understand that same thing. That when you deal with youth, you you're dealing with life issues, mm -hmm. and that you're dealing with hardcore issues that young people are willing to deal with as long as they have a trust in you. Sometimes when you deal with adults, adults are more guarded, and they don't really want to let down their guard and face the issues that they really have to face. But when you deal with youth, you, they, they come to you in a way where they just say, you know what, uh, I'm broken, and over a period of time, if I can trust you, I will allow you to help me to get through these issues. Um, and that's why I think youth ministry is so important that we're not in it for a short term that we're not in it just to create a plateau and a status to get two or three years of ministry under our belt and sort of pastor somewhere else, mm -hmm. but we to build solid relationships in the lives of our young people so that it's long-term building. 
Well, I think, you know what, everything that I do, and, 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 and even you, like I know on a personal level, it's really about the sustainability of it. And, you know, just in our travels, anybody can start something, but to have a certain level of sustainability and continuity, that's where the challenge is. And, and, and one, of the, one of the challenges with youth ministry is that they age out. You know, we'll have them when they're seven, eight, or nine years old. But mm-hmm. then we lose them, and then they usually come back as adults. So I think the program that you have going on in New York is is amazing, and I didn't even know. So I'm I'm really really happy right. that we were yeah. able to connect. This DeVos program is not just is it's in is D E capital V O S and Mr. DeVos and his family, uh, they're the owners of Amway and also the Orlando Magic. And you can look them up. Google search is called DeVos Urban Institute, uh-huh. um, and it's a great initiative. Right now, in there are ten, there are five different cities that they're working in: um, New York, uh, Miami, Cleveland, Texas, and also D.C. And they're also working with Youth for Christ. And this program has uh, allowed youth leaders in not just New York City, but also has given us a network of youth ministries across the uh, country to work with and partner with. And you really become a family. You, your, your kids become my kids, and we all begin. And it, we don't. It's not a point of you know these are my members, these are your members, but we all understand the important and the value to work within our young people um, and build build with them. And, you know, this has been a great joy for me being a part of this program because it also ties in with um, me completing my master's program in nonprofit management. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be done with my master's program in nonprofit management very soon, and I'm working towards starting my own nonprofit to work with inner-city kids and help them build, uh, address the issues in their communities, but not just address the issues in their communities, but put them in groups where now they go to from a place of identifying the issues, but now they become a part of creating the solutions to the issues in their communities. I am so I'm still on the fact that you're you're getting your master's in nonprofit management. I remember our conversation while walking through your sanctuary about I don't think it was quite two years ago, but it was at least a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and and we were talking about that. I. I am elated, elated, elated that that you're almost through. And it's so good to see a young brother really pursuing the educational route and and to even remain in ministry because that's not easy. You can get burnt out. I'll tell you, I got a little burnt out in youth ministry, and I'm not affiliated, um, personally affiliated with a with a uh, organized church anymore. So in a way that kind of opens me up to really throw my support behind projects that I believe in. And I think this mm-hmm. whole program with the DeVos Urban Institute is is just great because a lot of our young people right now, they don't even know where to go. Correct. They don't even know where to go. What are some of the things specifically that you do with them? Um, right now with my young people, we, we're, with my youth, we're doing uh, Friday night programs where they're allowed to create a platform to come and communicate with one another and discuss various issues. Mm-hmm. We also, uh, we just had a big celebration for, you know, the, them, those that are graduating and those that are being promoted. We had a big barbecue for them. Uh, this summer we're having a, a couple of youth outreach events at our mm-hmm. church. Please and, keep uh, posted. Please I keep sure posted. will. And I'll definitely go. 
and we're doing um we're starting to create a uh informal sports program within the church you know to just bring youth together uh you know take them to the park and uh play basketball play baseball and just really have the opportunity where they can just enjoy one another and create it where right now in this global economy where it's free and you know all it takes is somebody bringing uh, a few balls and a few bats and or just cooking some hot dogs or franks but it's not just so much from the fun activities but it's also building relationships and also teaching them allowing them to see Christ in their actions um i think for so long we've done youth ministry where we just had fun and they got yeah. nothing out of it but now's the time where we're seeing a lot of our young people coming back to Christ and you know with a thirst for them but with it's with practical application yeah, because that's 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 definitely not easy. And one of the things, you know, young people are really cynical. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 can't BS young people. They mm-hmm. will see right through it. So I, I just think, you know, if you're bringing young people into the fray, and you're 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 bringing young people into a situation where you want to segue them into adulthood, being responsible citizens, you have to come correct because if you don't, they'll call you out on it. Right, and as many. Uh, right now we're seeing many churches that are doing the community piece, stepping out from our four walls and doing the community piece. And be on the lookout for uh, uh, Allen's uh, Shekinah Youth Ministry. They're doing. They're looking for 500 youth to come wow. together uh, to do a day of community work. And um, this event is coming up really soon, Pastor. Dean Tolbert of Shekinah will be doing this event very soon, and the information is going out on to bring young people together for one weekend of community work. And oh. so we're we're excited about that. And uh, also, you know, Reverend Quincy at Calvary is doing some great things. And uh, there's various ones that are part of this Urban DeVos Institute initiative that is really working to build this thing. And for those that are in New York City, um, be on the lookout because DeVos is looking for youth leaders for the next cohort. Um, and so Sharonda James, who's our city cohort now, is working with uh, the, the staff um, with DeVos and Jeremy Del Rio to build up the new the next cohort of people for the DeVos Institute. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you um, so much for calling in. Thank you so much for sharing what you're working on, and uh, stay in touch with me, my brother, because yes, I didn't we will. know. I really didn't know. The, you know, the minute you hit me up on Facebook, I was like, yo, I'll go on the air in a couple minutes. Call in. Yeah. <laughs> call in and, you know, call in and share and let everybody know what's going on. So this was a little off the cuff, but I'm really happy that you were able to um, to call in and, and let everybody know, you know, what you're doing, what's, what's up. And, uh, you know, keep putting stuff on Facebook because I, I do send – I'm very active on Facebook. I mean, I'm sure you know that already. So, you know, look at the opportunity. You just hit me up and was like, Sai, what's up? I'm like, yo, come on the show. Let's, let's, let's talk about what you're working on and let's talk about it, especially if it deals with young people. Yes. And, and you know, today's show really is about is, – is, is, is designed to talk about politics. But, you know, something I'm, – I'm, anything that we can do – to, to keep the leaders of our young people empowered, I'm so there. I'm 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 so there. I'm so on it. So good looking out. Thank you for calling in. Um, I sure will. And never, you know, I'm amazed every day at how much our young people are tapped into politics and what's really going on. And there's just a quote that was said best. It says, "Your ego will only take you so far, but your integrity and humility will carry you through your success." Oh, I love that. So, to all your uh, listeners, 
keep stay encouraged, continue to do what God has for you to do and and, and walk in your purpose. Do you have just like two more minutes with me or mm-hmm. do you have to go? No, I, I, I can give you two more minutes. Okay. Can you t- talk to me really quickly because I want to steal all your time about how ways, because you're right in the trenches with young people, or ways mm-hmm. to get them engaged in politics? Or is I, that like a really long window? I think the, the I main thing it. is to allow them to understand the issues that are in their communities. I think that's the first piece. After you've done that, I believe that if you set up a an open space sort of meeting where you pull the minds of the youth, the adults, and the various politicians in the community and allow the politicians to really understand the voice of the young people and what's really going on. That will tie them in within the political offices. Um, I think sometimes politics is a foreign thing to many young people, but once they're allowed to see what is really going on in their communities, and we elect these people into office, and if they're saying that they're for our communities and do for our communities, we should hold them accountable to do just what they said. Yeah, you know what? This is this is this is what's up because you know what? I know for me, I got involved in. I really started becoming interested in politics when I was a freshman in high school, because Jesse Jackson, when he was running for president, came to my high school, and I'll never forget. I was like in student government, and just you know, like a student leader, and he gave me an autograph that said "To Saeed, a push for excellence," and I still have that autograph. And I still, but I still didn't know what politics meant. And then right. I remember how Bill Clinton, when he engaged in that inappropriate relationship with Monica Lewinsky, um, that's when I really, really started to get involved in politics and want to know what's going on. But at that point, I was now in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So from the time I was 13 and a freshman in high school to the time I was maybe like 25, I was so, like, that was the last thing for my mom. I, I wasn't even thinking about even po- being politically astute, politically right. aware. Like, so I think it's on point. And I think also, you know, do you think President Obama has really had an impact on our youth vote? I believe he has. And I think transparency is key. Yeah. And so he was very transparent through his whole campaign to be president. Um, and he's, he was engaging. And I think youth just want to be heard. I don't care whether it's in the church or at home with their parents yeah. or uh, whether it's in the school. I think they want to be heard. They want to know they have a voice. And so I think through Barack Obama and his team being on MySpace and Facebook uh-huh. and YouTube and all this other stuff, it pulled young people together. It met them where they were, which yep. is really what we need to be doing is meeting people where they are and allowing them to be heard the same way we allow for seniors to be heard and middle-class people to be heard. No young people may not uh, be given to the economy right now, but one day they're going to have to be those that support the economy and push our uh, careers forward and push this world forward. So they need to have a voice now so that they participate in elections and campaigns later on. Yeah, I, t- I, I totally agree. I think, you know, um, President Obama realized I can't beat the Clintons at their game. I, I, I just can't. That's not going to work, so I've got to change the game. And it was a little bit more than, you know, get out the youth and go into colleges. He went straight to the Internet was like, yo, can I get $5? Young people were giving this man money in droves because everybody had $5. Everybody had $10. Everybody could spare $20, no matter how broke you are. But because he actually cared about our issues, that's what really made the difference. So I, I, I just want to say a big up to you in all the work that you do. Um, and thank you for allowing me to keep you on for another couple minutes. Thank you. you oh, no problem. Happening today, no problem. You? Anytime. I'll be willing to call in and talk with you and, uh, you know, even meet with you. So that's no problem. 
Oh yeah, you know that. I just got to get out to uh, out to Queens. But you know what? Once my schedule uh, avails itself, you know I'm I'm still there. I'm still okay. there. You know that. I have That's right. Love for you. And big shout out to your pastor. Give yes, St. Luke church. Cathedral, Pastor Michael Baston, one thirty three dash twenty one two thirty second Street, Merrick Boulevard, in, in Laurelton, New York. But thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you, Sai, and have a great day. Oh, no doubt. Thank you. Thank you, buddy, for, 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 for calling in, and I'll speak with you soon. May God bless you and your pastor and your family. All right. Take care. No doubt. Uh, bye. Everybody, that was a, a friend of mine, actually, Minister Sherrod Tomlinson, who, um, you know, he he hit me up on Facebook, like, right before I was going on the air, and he was like, Sai, you know, how are you? You know, we have this program, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I go on the air in a couple of minutes. Why don't you call in? And it, it, it's really cool, and it really warms my heart. I'm going I'm to I'm touch on some of the things I wanted to talk about um, you, from a political standpoint in a moment, but just to know that there's people out there um, like Sherrod doing work in the trenches for young people, that's really to be to be commended, and he he's good people. So, you know, we have, we have to celebrate the people. We have to celebrate young people, and we also have to celebrate the people that work with the young people because as much as, as, much as we would like to dismiss them, um, we can't. And I think young people right now are mandating that they're not ignored. They're mandating that their voices are heard. And, and I'll just share with you very quickly that I remember um, I was taught and I was raised, you know, for the most part, children should be seen and not heard. That's how I was raised, and I'm sure many of you were raised the exact same way. But there was a boy that I took to school every day with my son, and he never talked. And finally one day I'm like, can you please open your mouth? And it kind of scared me because, like, he never talked. And it's like, how do you know what they're thinking? How do you know what, what's on their mind? And just to swing it, to circle it back to our topic of the day, which I have about eight minutes to get in a whole show's worth of politics, um, but to swing it back, how do we – if we don't engage and talk with young people – we're putting our own future at risk because that means we're leaving our future up to chance. We're leaving our future up to, well, I hope they do the right thing. Well, I, you know, it's my intention that they do the right thing. But we don't even know because we're not even engaging or we're not even entertaining anything that they have to say. So, you know what, I don't agree with that. So, you know, just to have Sherrod hit me up and be like, yo, Sai, this is what we're talking about. I'm like, yo, come on, let's get busy. Um, now that I'm going to just swing it back to politics very quickly, just want to give a big shout-out. I see I have a couple of guests listening in. Thank you very much to all of the guests that spend time with me every single day at 12 noon. I was on a bit of a hiatus for a while, just working on some stuff on my end. So big shout-out to all of my guests. Celeste, who is Curvy Queen in the chat room, she just called in. She hit me up on Facebook during the show. Can you imagine? This is definitely live radio. Um, and she was like, Sai, I got the reminder about the show. I can't believe it. So she called in. I'm very happy and grateful that Celeste called in. Big shout-out to Trueview Radio, who has been a phenomenal listener and personal supporter. When I was going through really, really, really tough times, he has been um, – the only word I could think of really quickly is very supportive. You know how there are people that you meet online that that, that that become friends but you've never met? That's how I feel about Truth. So when I just signed back on yesterday off of my little hiatus and saw True View Radio in the chat room, my heart just 
smiled, and he's there now, so I'm really happy to see him in the chat room. Big shout-out to Sister, 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 who has joined us in the chat room. So it's so good to see you. Uh, True just put, tell CQ I said, hey, I will. She's uh, She dialed in to listen, so um, so she did that. But in my, my last couple of minutes, I do want to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about politics. Um, you know, I touched on the the Madoff issue just very ever so gently um at the top of uh, at the top of the show today and just how how that does affect our politics and how you know I watched a very interesting report this morning let me just swing back to my notes cuz I don't want to miss my point but the judge in his ruling in his statement you know when they when they do sentencing they have to pass their ruling he so much he said so much as he wanted to send a message not so much to the people who are um who are who may be engaged in criminal activity but the people who are thinking about being engaged in any type of criminal activity hopefully this will send a message and you know what i think it kind of sucks that you know we have to that, that there's symbolism in all that we do and as that relates to politics there's a lot of symbolism that goes on in our politics and we we touched on it a little bit yesterday like president obama going to uh visit the Pope in a couple of weeks, you know, how many times do we see, like, world leaders doing their doing their photo ops, you know, shaking hands for the camera, um, you know, all of those things. And I just don't like the politics of symbolism, and even as it relates to Madoff, I think what he did was horrible. I do believe his wife was able to keep a couple million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wait a minute, I just see True put in the – Oh, okay, so he's confirming exactly what I said. Do you think $2.5 million is enough money for the wifey? Absolutely, I do not. And, you know, some people may be very angry. Saida, come on, look what they did. But the the life in which she's accustomed, think about it. She's used to yachts and mansions and all this, so $2.5 million is so paltry to somebody like her. Now, again, I always talk about the relativity of things and how things are definitely relative. For me, you give me two and a half million, Sa Boogie Brown is good to go and good to roll. But for her, I, um, I don't think so. And and what what's happening is is he's trying to say right now that his family didn't have anything to do with it. They didn't know, nor did his employees. I find it very difficult to believe that he pulled this off on his own. But I will tell you one thing. I know for a fact his sons are the ones that turned him in. I don't know if they turned him in because they want they did not want to be even. Um, uh, like in the same sentence or, or equated with their father, maybe that's why they turned them in to maybe buy them some leniency. If, in fact, it comes out that they were involved and they were engaged, they could be like, well, we're the ones that turned them in. So I don't know if they did it on the premise that it would afford them leniency in the end. Should he should they be found guilty as well? I'm not quite sure. Um but, you know, we, we have to wait and see. We have to see how this whole situation plays itself out. And I did want to touch, I was actually going to talk um, at length about Sonia Sotomayor's um, ruling. I don't know if you guys have been following, and maybe we can talk about this tomorrow, this, um, the, the, the lady who, who President Obama nominated to the Supreme Court, Sonia Sotomayor, passed a ruling that there were white firefighters in New Haven, Connecticut, who were unfairly denied promotions because of their race. That reverses the decision that she made, and it's endorsing an appeals when she was an appeals court judge. So I do, I think, let me check my time. Oh, I'm down to two minutes. I really can't get into this whole thing, which I wanted to talk about a little bit more at length today, so I guess I could swing that into tomorrow's conversation. But 
this is very important, and we need to pay attention to this, because right now she made a ruling. Now she has an issue to be um, a Supreme Court justice, and I do believe this goes back into symbolism, and that's really what my topic was, to really talk about symbolism and politics in our justice system, because what's the chances that her, her ruling that racism was not a factor is now being overturned by an appellate court simultaneously is her um, nomination process uh, going to be a Supreme Court judge. Now, True just put, they defined it unconstitutional to do that. Mm, I, mm, well, yeah, I, I have a very strong opinion. I, you know, that goes back to me and my symbolism. I think there was a little bit more to it than that. But on that note, we're down to the last couple minutes of the show. Um, th thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Um, and we're going to pick this Sonia Sotomayor conversation up again tomorrow unless something, <laughs> unless something else pressing happens in the media. Um, please remember, uh, True says, I think they hated on her because of what she said about white men. Oh, well, yeah, I do too. And that, goes, that swings it right back to uh, symbolism. Uh, sister, 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 thank you so much for joining me today to our guest, to, to Kirby Queen and everybody else, especially to Minister Sherrod Thomason. Big shout-out to him. Please remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you all, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12. Peace. As we As proceed, proceed to give you what you need. One boy, aka DJ Rabbit, representing Rabbit Productions, hanging out chilling with my girl Cy Buggy. That's right, Cy Brown on politicsremix.com. Say word.